Welcome to Season 7. It's Episode 27. It is the Baggies Broadcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined, as always, by Ruben Reporter, banging in the miles in his little car, Mr. Westmore himself, Lewis Cox. Lewis, 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 Lewis Cox, everybody. Mate, mate, first of all, welcome. It's an honour. I think this is my first Baggies Broadcast of the season. I don't think, actually, if correct me if I'm wrong, We've done too many podcasts together, so this is this is um this is a beautiful uh, Wednesday morning for me to see your to see your lovely face after what must have been um, an incredibly frustrating for people who didn't <laughs> see Lewis Cox's Twitter account um, traveling situation getting to getting to Rotherham last night, but it was all worth worth it. Good good morning, Mr. Lewis Cox. Hello, Nathan. What a glorious Wednesday pick-me-up this is, by the way. Boom, um, boom, boom. This is, oh, mate, I mean, I don't want to, I, I know dear Johnny Drury will be listening, um, so I, I don't want to say too much. Of course, God we, rest his soul. We, we love him no, and we miss him. He's on holiday. He's on holiday, <laughs> but we miss him. We love him and we miss him and we look forward to welcoming him back on Friday. Perhaps in the future he should get his holiday, you know gone earlier in the year in the year like our good selves but um yeah we miss him and uh, i missed his punctuality certainly last night in in Rotherham. Yeah. but uh yeah great pleasure Nate. yeah we definitely haven't done a baggies pod together you're you're um you're sort of generally otherwise engaged on the other side of the black country divide uh, aren't yeah you, mate. let's not talk about let's not talk about them on this podcast mate no I, I don't know how that will go down but i hope our listeners will you know but, Forgive your presence for this fine episode, uh, at least. Well, I'm, I'm think... a middle. People don't know I'm a middle of a fan, so you know, from from Absolutely. that point of view, we're 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 kind of rivals. But I mean, we're struggling in twelve. Mm. You guys obviously flying high. Maybe there might be enough for us to to both squeeze into the playoffs at the end of the season. You, you never know. But but big but one on the twenty third, isn't it, at the Riverside? Yeah, big one, big one, baby. Um, look, it's um. They needed a bit of a response, and yes, rather than bottom of the table or whatever, but. With everything that's going on in and around it, Coxie, that was an excellent result. You, all things considered, would you say? Yeah, absolutely, Nate. Yeah, like make no bones about it. Rather than a, a bad, you know, they're a poor championship side. I, I said to someone after the game last night, look at the squad, and I'm not so sure how well it'd do in League One, you know, let alone the, the second tier. But that on a midweek night, yeah, in the mm, cold exactly. winter. It's it's not a it's not a nice or particularly easy place to go, is it? I think some of the big hitters have dropped points there. I think Ipswich and Leeds, and yeah, they appointed a new boss, didn't they? Uh, Twenty four hours before, after a long old search mm-hmm. for a manager, and um, it just had the hallmarks of a banana skin of a, a really frustrating night where things unravelled, especially after back to back defeats. And um, and let's be honest, now at half time it was pretty. Um, well, touch and go, there wasn't a lot to write home about, which was pretty good because I didn't, you know, I missed, as you say, 10 minutes of the game. Well, talk us uh, through, mate. I mean, we, 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 we were WhatsApping back and forth, you know, um, oh, on the way to the ground. I mean, what a, did you say it took you longer to get there than it did to get to Sunderland? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have, um, listeners will know, you know, my, my previous gig was wholly in League One and I've mm. been to Rotherham many times, more, more times than anyone should you know, n- nothing against, you know, <laughs> South York, against but more times than anyone should have to go to the New York Stadium. And um, wow. Yeah. I'm 
So I'm, I mean, I'm well north of West Bromwich, as people know, but it took me, mm. took me four and a half hours to get there. Wow. Um, and, How many stops? Oh, no. At, at the point I was messaging you and obviously knew I was in trouble in the, yeah. um, in the dark countryside lanes of outer Derby, oh. where everything around that city had been rerouted. I mean, oh. it was just a disaster. It really was. And um, yeah, and I, I was thinking earlier in sort of 10 years plus of, of this gig and covering footy gigs. And what would that be? Well, well mm. north of 500 games. It's the second time I've ever missed kickoff, which was a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, sure. Previously happened at Rochdale which again is a place I've been to more times than any, you know, perhaps anybody should have to. Um, <laughs> no one's perhaps it's no the one's ROs. Scotland, yeah, perhaps it's the the, the, ro- the rods, the roches. Um, mm. It's just a disaster and it's so frustrating. I actually kind of, I kept my head really last night behind the wheel because what can you do? Literally, what, know, what is I the know. point in like losing your head and driving yourself insane? Because there's nothing you can do as you're trapped there behind the wheel. And, and then... You know, lo and behold, you get there and there's roadworks around the ground and you follow a ring road. And then the entrance you need is sort of shut off because it's that time around kickoff where they yeah, shut yeah, things of off. Course. Oh, um, wow. it, yeah, it wasn't fun, mate. I mean, actually, if it wasn't for the sort of roadworks around the ground, I'd have actually made kickoff. So it, but, but it was one of those where, I mean, look, even if the, even if the ETA was like 8.30, I'd have, yeah. I'd have plowed on for the for the second half, you know. Just right, right, there, right. But, but for post-match and stuff, you know, um, with the pressers and that. But to be honest, I only had to make the second half, didn't I, really? But, yeah, it was, it's, I've done a few few hours behind the wheel in the last mm. four days. Christ, Insane. wow. I mean, Saturday wasn't fun. You know, 12.30 kickoff up, up there. And yeah. any Baggies fans listening to this, I mean, I know there were plenty that just didn't make Sunderland. So we'll we'll be able to, to um, sympathise. And I really feel for them because... You know, ultimately they're paid harder and dough, and because of Sky's mm-hmm. ridiculous scheduling, mm-hmm. um, been able to make uh, Sunderland on Saturday incidents on the road, which is exactly what I hit last night. And yeah, it's, it, it, it's grim, mate. And you just feel, you do feel a, a type of dread when you you're working it and you can't make it. I mean, in fact, you know, I'm very grateful for you to be able to tune in on the red button, weren't you, and sort of hold forward mm-hmm. until I hit South Yorkshire. But mate, yeah. crazy though. I mean, crazy all schedule. I will say is. All I would say is at half time, I was saying to colleagues, I could have still been in the car, to be honest. I, yeah, I, I yeah, exactly. Li- yeah. Literally nothing. missed nothing. Nothing Not written. One shot. However, <laughs> the second half was worth making it for happily. Mate, absolutely. And uh, look, they need they needed to they needed to get back on the horse, so to speak, and, and they yeah. did look two two good goals and really f- full value for it, I guess, when you look over the 90 minutes. But yeah, it's um Talk, talk me through that second half. Talk me through what what changed um, coming out for that second half and and how they got the job done. Yeah. Um, so as I say, I mean the first half, I couldn't, couldn't even think of an effort off target, let alone on target from Albion. It, it mm-hmm. was it it was pretty grim. Rotherham found it too easy to keep Albion at arm's length, and and the second half just almost immediately, um, even bef- even before Dean Garner's 54th minute opener, there was. There was um, Albion's best chance of the game by some time. Yeah, I think Malumbi mm-hmm. sort of sliced one wide from the edge of the box. And all of a sudden, it felt like they were playing with more sort of energy, more intensity, getting the ball forward quicker, sharper, that sort of thing. It did feel a little bit laboured first half, a little bit like Albion couldn't quite get to grips with um, perhaps the tempo and the 
creation that was required to to break this Rotherham side down. Look, Rotherham were sort of, you know, boosted and buoyed by new gaffer and all of that, you know, mm-hmm, wanting mm-hmm. to spoil the party on his on his sure. first night and the unlikely scenario they can, you know, be able to stay up or whatever. But no, Albion found the ingredient, I think, at half time. Corbren, I, I asked Carlos Corbren afterwards, you know, just what did you what did you have to say at the, the interval? And he gave us a little bit of a breakdown. They actually went a slight tweak of four three three last night. I mean, you can four three three is another man's four two three one. You know, I yeah, don't want to get course, yeah. too bogged down in, in the shape talk, no, but no. it was a three man midfield mm-hmm. in the middle of the pitch, not involving John Swift. You know, your archetypal ten, and involving sure. Jason Malumbi, a, a, a centre midfield battler. You know, so so it was a change in that regard. Um, but. Carlos said basically at halftime, those midfield three just had to move it quicker into the front three, you know, into the wide areas of Diangana, Sarmiento, and obviously Thomas Asante. And it, it was just too slow, too laboured when it was worked out wide. It wasn't switched as quick enough as, as they, you know, they, they planned to as per the plan. And it was improved second half. Corbin said to me, look, it still wasn't magically fluid after the break. It still wasn't perfect by any means, but it was enough, you know, and, and Diangana's uh, deflected goal, slice of fortune, um, sure. no doubt there. But it was a nice move. Malumbi played in down the right, great cross, uh, slice of fortune with a deflection. But Albion were value for it w- with the move. And as you say, Nate, I, I don't think Rotherham ever had the quality or the belief to, to mm. hit back after that. You know, just limited um, crowd, sort of uninspired and mm-hmm. sort of uninterested, lacking on belief. And they didn't test Farmer. Albion had them at arm's length. I've just had a look before we logged on. That's a 10th league sh- clean sheet in 21, I believe, or a 10 in yeah. 21 games this season, which is a, a a remarkable effort in this division, given the strength of this division. It really is the sort of bedrock of of their achievements. So, but Rotherham never threatened that clean sheet last night, I have to say. And uh, what a way to wrap it up it was from um, from the skipper, Jed Wallace, returning, which is a massive boost in late Huge on boost, from, yeah. from, that, from that free kick in front of the away and great scenes. Um, and they needed to recover, didn't they? Back-to-back defeats under Corbran and, and you mm. know, you haven't really seen too much of that. And then, you know, whether it was Rotherham, it doesn't matter, or, you know, or Stoke or Middlesbrough or Norwich, they needed to get back on back on and, and get those three points in the bag. And then it keeps that that little gap in the table and it keeps them right in the middle of that of that promotion chase. And I think that it was, um, it was the result was the most important thing last night. For yeah. Certain. Um, Absolutely. And, and fair play, like you say, to the fans who made it, I mean, devastating if you haven't got all the way to Sunderland and can't make it. But, but to, if you've done Sunderland, you, you know, you've, you've done Rotherham, you know, you paid your dues. It's just great to give them a bit of, you know, a bit of happiness to, to leave yeah. the New York Stadium by. So, you know, great stuff. Um, in terms of injuries, in terms of uh, mixed injury news, you've said the skipper's back, which is great. Um, there, there was it was definitely mixed on on that front, wasn't it? As as we as we were <laughs> yeah. we learned after the game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know it, it's widely reported enough to be to be honest. It hasn't gone under the radar, but I've been about it rough in in the attacking department. The other parts of the pitch, they've been okay, it has to be said. But honestly, going forward, they've really been hamstrung. I, I do feel for Corbyn. They've had real misfortune there. Don't get me wrong that. They've not got the, the deepest squad in the championship mm. in terms of numbers. They they haven't. And the financial situations behind that with, with the ownership and the summer that, that we've had. However, they, they do have quality and they do have um they do have quality in terms of numbers in that department. So they, they can cover for one or two absence absences up there, but it's been relentless, Nathan. Honestly, yeah, yeah. um started the season with 
the likes of Dean Garner missing, DK missing, we know that. More dropped, more went out. We probably had seven to ten ga- uh, days, a couple of games, maybe a month ago, where it looked like, oh, hold on, ev- everyone's you know, nearly back here. We've nearly got everyone available. Sure, and sure. Oh, I remember saying at the time, like, let's not get used to that. That just doesn't happen in football. You don't have spells when everyone's available. And lo and behold, you know, Matt Phillips out for out for months, such mm-hmm. a key performer. Mm-hmm. You know, Wallace dropped at the same time with a shoulder injury that happily he's just just back from. And oh Maja. I mean, what can you say about Maja? Yes. Summer cool recruit. The, the the only permanent signing, you know, a, a real one that Arben had hoped would, would be a big hit this season in terms of mm-hmm. being able to fire the goals that maybe previous you know strikers had been missing season gone by and Okay, you had to come in as a free agent, have no preseason, build your fitness up, you know, cameos from the bench, finally gets there ready, about to make that start, has the ankle injury in the middle of September for, for a couple of months, massive blow, worked so hard to come back from it, you know, he's back again, coming from the bench, building himself up, remember Corbrand saying, oh, he's in about as good shape now as he was before that injury, Sunderland Saturday, first start, finally at his former club, brilliant, you know, let's see. Let's see if he can get a run in the side, what he's about, and bang, half an hour in. I don't know if you saw the tackle, Nathan, from Sunderland's Dan Ballard on Madger, but it was you know, it was borderline assault, to be honest. It yeah, was really... I, I mean, it's just astonishing how unlucky he's been with those two, with two, two of the tackles. I mean, you know, brutal, really. I think you know, mm. some of them need to be need to be really punished and, and, and retrospectively as well. Because Definitely, oh, mate. I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get why... It's just okay. It's in the report. It is what it is. Then we move on. I, you know, if it's if that's the Premier League, I feel like you know it's under a lot more scrutiny, and it is frustrating. And like you say, this guy is trying to make his way, trying to make yeah. an impact, trying to become you know what what looked like I think when they signed him, a pretty, looked like a perfect fans favourite. You know, someone who's exciting on the ball, who like I say, who can, who can score your goals, who's who's pumped up, who's ready to go, who's ready to prove himself, ready to to really show what he can do. And it's just absolutely yeah. devastating. It makes you sick, really. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, mate. I mean, Corbrand's leaves such a sort of sour taste for him. I wasn't at the game. Uh, Madger was initially injured, and I was I was away on holiday. But it it was final seconds of the game, and Corbrand's still absolutely sure that it was a penalty that Albin should have had mm. that would have won mm. them that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, just took him that, out. I mean, took the ball, but that, just completely yeah. took him out from behind. So that was in the referee's report and an apology, you know, an admi- admission that they got it wrong. And as I say, two months out. And then the the one, the only thing I can think of at Sunderland is the referee didn't see it properly. The, just a couple of seconds before, there was a bit of a coming together of other players and sort of a bit of handbags. And then and then you notice, oh, you know, ten yards away from him, Madger's writhing in a bit of pain here. This doesn't look good. The tackle was literally a second late, and maybe the ref yeah. was looking elsewhere. But mm-hmm. it's just, but he, he's given a yellow. You know, to, to Ballard, and I mean, we we, you, I don't know if you've been to Sunderland press box today. I'm sure you have. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah it's a long old way away from the pitch. Wow, it, it's probably it's only West Ham rifles that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the little TV monitors didn't decide to to have been turned on on Saturday, uh-huh. even though the game was live on Sky. So zero replays for us. Excellent, but, uh, good to good to know. My eyes don't work at the best of times, but uh, <laughs> yeah, when when I first saw the, the the replays of the challenge on on sort of socials, mm. God, it's awful. Really, yeah. I mean, really yeah. awful. Um, yeah. Never mind his ankle; it could have, you know, broken his legs in places and done his mm. knee and all sorts. But um, you feared the worst, and Corbin said it was the same ankle, and and yeah, I mean, very much the worst. Four months out. 
I mean, that, yeah. in terms of ankle ligaments, I think so got a decision to make whether he goes under the knife. I think all of the ligaments are done basically according to, to Corgran. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a devastating blow for the whole season. Brandon Thomas Asante has had all the striker <laughs> burden on him with Madger yeah. out, with DK out, and it's tough on Thomas Asante to mm-hmm. have that shoulder that because he's got to be the man for not just the goals but just everything game after game after game what slog that is in the championship you know and we know he's not a necessarily yet a 20 goal a season striker it's just putting all the pressure on him I suppose the only silver lining maybe is that DK's due in about a couple of weeks to really mm-hmm. return to training and then mm-hmm. hopefully contention but Look, we know we know Daryl DK. There's no guarantees, is there? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I think any, anything's a bonus at this stage. You know, you've you've got to, you know, obviously it's going to get playing and we'll, we'll get him starting and they'll they'll <clears throat> they'll make sure that they look after him. You know, I don't think you're going to see him starting, you know, anytime soon. And when he no. does start, it's not going to be if, if you know if you're playing three games in a week, he's not going to be playing those. He's not going to be starting three of those games exactly. as you would expect. But you know, you can but you can but hope. But like you say, it, it's got to be almost a bonus at this stage. What is the good news is that is that Coxie's that Albion, despite all these setbacks off the field, on the field, in the treatment mm. room, they are keep finding a way. I know they lost two on the bounce. Just that's the championship for you when you're playing good opposition. But you know, to keep on finding a way to find themselves fifth, it just shows. Um, how much this team have bought, have bought into Corbrand because that's what they've done. They've got to buy into someone when when everything's going on around you and all the noise to 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 mm-hmm. stop that and to put your you know your hands over your ears and to basically concentrate on the football on on those ninety minutes and to only lose six games in twenty one you know to score the goals that they have it, it's it's quite remarkable really you know for a side that let's be honest were tipped for basically a lot of people were saying battling against relegation this year. You know, so, or, or definitely towards the bottom half of the table. So to do or this, to overachieve like they yeah. have done, you know, they almost deserve this takeover is what I'm going to say. You know, if they can get this takeover, they get it over the line. You know, I know I'm kind of bringing you into into a little bit of a discussion of, of how they moved it on yesterday. But if they can get this takeover, they can get something sorted and get those acquisitions in January and have something to play with and have a bit of a pot of money that they can they can make the additions. Because I feel like the fans and the manager deserves that they've done so well to, to have a run at this and have a proper run at, at getting promotion. And if they can, it would be probably one of the most more remarkable stories of, of success, yeah. I would say, in the championship over the last decade. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more, Nath, uh, that, you know, you've put that perfectly there. But, you know, I, I think I, I've always thought while the club have been, you know, for sale and towards the end of Lai's tenure, that we know about the struggles in terms of debts and money's owned and stuff like that. Sure. But certainly since Carlos Corbran was appointed, what, 13 months ago, nearly 14 months ago. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sure how much of an attractive prospect West Bromwich Albion were 14 months ago when they were mm-hmm. in the championship drop zone, because, as you said, I think we all had fairly real League One fears, and mm-hmm. look, we know that we know the Black Hole Albion sort of find themselves in now anyway in the Championship. I mean, the third tier would have been just unthinkable, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really don't know where the club would have would have been. Uh, I really don't. Um, however, you, I think it's fair to say one man has has changed that rhetoric and turned it around. Look. There was a decent squad he inherited for for the for the level, you know, probably a middle of the road squad. But I I think his performances throughout have been remarkable. You, you're absolutely right. The players and squad, the buy-in to his methods have been just spot on. His mm-hmm. methods are so intrinsic, so forensic. Um, the amount of hours I know the players are in a classroom, 
every week watching videos and clips of formation chat of on the ball off the ball chat you know it, I, I don't imagine it's the easiest uh, you know there's a lot sure. of on the grass work of course there is but there's a lot of you know hammering home messages work that mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say it's, it's dull and boring because obviously it's not but I'm sure it's it's a lot to take in Oh, I'd, I'd, str- mate, I'd struggle in one of those rooms. My attention span's not great at the best of times. I think, you know, maybe <laughs> 20 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. But if you're in there for 45 minutes taking notes and watching again and again, my goodness. Well, uh... I, I don't disagree, mate. No, I, I, but, I mean, it's hard to say it's not. I mean, it's clearly working, isn't it? It's working. That's the best I, thing. I was yeah. listening to some comments from Jed Wallace last night, Skipper, um, after the game. And he was actually praising. I'm going to do some some quotes for the, for the website soon. He, he was waxing lyrical rightly so about 10 clean sheets in 21 mm-hmm. i mean in, in this division for any side in this division this season i mean look look at the the manner of the clubs you know those that came down last season ipswich coming up and and that it's it's, it's a remarkable achievement really and the way they're drilled and set up yeah it, it's no coincidence or mistake uh this sort of record is happening it's, it's down to one man anyway and, and the point i was going to make is it, now under Corbran and where he's got them to, it's, it's easy to forget, I think, and o- overlook that Alvin could have still made the playoffs on the final day of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they were bottom after Corbran's first game mm-hmm. in November. They mm-hmm. they could have made the playoffs. Oh, it was unlikely, and they didn't. And it it was probably lost a couple of games before it. But you know, look look at the caliber of the manager that's in there. Uh, he's sure. so well respected and thought of, and I, I think got a future at the at the top level of football. Um, and then look at the squad. Yeah, they haven't been able to spend an add to it, but there's still brilliant quality there. There's a top mm-hmm. six, even in this season, it's a top six quality squad. To me, even with the debts I mentioned and, and the struggles of recent years upstairs and off the field, it, there's such a uh, such a good prospect there to have been taken over for what is relatively affordable terms, I think. And yes, there are things to come in and in terms of balance sheets, get right straight away, maybe before you can go out and, you know, spend on X and Y and but listen, all, all Albion fans want they they don't want someone to come in to, to be able to spend two, three million on a player that's going to guarantee promotion. They want sure. someone to come in with the club's best interests at heart and to guarantee sure. stability and to, to show some interest, really. You know, but but if they can if they can get that deal over the line, I mean what's the likelihood, Lewis, of like this getting done, I know he's granted exclusivity to the US consortium and, you know, we, we, we all know, you know, that the situation regarding that um, and, and the people potentially involved. But at the same time, do you think this this is going to run on? Do you think this is going to run into February? And look, I, I get it. I get the long term future of this football club is the most important thing. But if you're a fan, if you're looking at that table, if you're thinking, oh, can we get this done and dusted? Before you know the middle of January or January, mm. can this all be signed, sorted, and, and delivered? If it is, look, if it's February, it's February, if it's March, it's March. But if it can be before January the 31st or a decent amount of time before January the 31st, and they can they can get that and give a little bit of in, injection before that window closes with where they are. Look, if they were 12th or 13th or 14th, we're having a different conversation, but yeah. just because of that, that, that little chink of like, like you say, for for. You make an excellent point, you know, with people. I don't think West Brom would be on too many, too many people's lips about, you know, where they want to go to and where they want to move 13, 14 months ago with where they were and where they were as a club and the issues that they had in and around. But now, and you've got, you know, probably a Premier League type manager here at a championship club. You've got someone riding high. The attraction of coming here and 
you know, under new ownership, under this manager, under this team that are flying, there's an attraction A global there, name, but, too. A, a global yeah, name, yeah. too, that has history, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that they can take full advantage of that. And they've got themselves in a position where they can do that. So can this get done? Will it get done? Um, I guess that's a big, you know, big question mark. <laughs> and also, and also, if it is close to to completion, I mean, I hope this isn't the case, but I would hope and fear that the goalposts wouldn't be moved last minute to try and eke out X million pound more in the deal. No, I so, so uh, it's a bit of a broad sort of question, all of that. But our mm. our understanding is that. In terms of can they get it done by Jan, you know, to boost them for the for the running, I suppose. Um, our understanding is that it needs to be done in that period, really, for mm-hmm. in terms okay. of the club and its stability, um, in terms of the finances, it needs to be done. We all know about the the loans taken out from um, mm-hmm. equity firm just to mm-hmm. pay overheads, you know, pay bills and get by. Sure. Obviously, another loan was was taken what two or three weeks ago to see Albion through until the end of the takeover, which mm-hmm. ideally is early in the new year mm-hmm. um i mean that's can kicking in it you, you can't keep going down that road clearly you know it, sure. it will become impossible yeah, it's not sustainable in, yeah improbable yeah um so it, it needs to happen because clearly the finances are running out slash aren't there to, mm-hmm. to sustain it as you say and the only alternative to that you fear if the takeover doesn't get over the line in that period is but having to having to move players on to raise some cash, that's the that's the bottom line of it. That was what was trying to sort of happen in the summer, albeit Albion were trying to work on their terms. You know, what what players um do we ideally, you know, can we ideally move on for, for monies we want to? Obviously they let O'Shea go to Burnley for mm-hmm. a, a reasonable fee in the circumstances and it you know enabled them to get a foot in really and not lose Swift on the cheap, not lose Thomas Sante on the cheap, not lose mm-hmm. you know, Palmer, other other key players. Um, however, if if there's no progress in terms of takeover by January, it will right. be, be in the same boat. We, we've already reported and we know Albion find themselves in that same boat in the new year in having to to reduce the wage bill. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are some players in an ideal world that I'm sure they'd, they'd be more willing to move on for, for fees and th- than others. Uh, but it's still a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Let's 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 be honest. You know, in in this situation, Alvin should be looking to see which, as you say, players they could get in to get them over the line to to guarantee top six, maybe maybe more. But instead, it's oh, who can we keep hold of here? Which which mm-hmm. you know which key player might have to be cherry picked. Now, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, as I've previously reported, there are no suggestions of a fire sale. You know, it's not well. We have to sell a handful to survive. It's not that, but. That players are open to be to be targeted, you know, yeah. Any players, and yeah. and um, were it to be the right fee that Albion judged, they'd they'd have to look at it, and mm-hmm. that would be a sad state of affairs. So in terms of look, there's a there's a ticking clock for this takeover over to to happen by you know at some point in January. It's yeah, it's difficult to be exact and precise with these you know throughout the month. But mm-hmm. as you say, the earlier in that month and the new year, the better. Because it reduces the, um, I suppose, fear of having to that that situation where some of your your best assets are are looked at and taken advantage mm-hmm. of. Ultimately, as well, for from a financial perspective, in terms of the club being stable and not have to you know, plunge itself further into the mire, um, increase debts further, which obviously this latest loan has done. So yeah, um, yeah our understanding is it you know, there is a ticking clock and that 
this has to happen imminently and the club are working very hard and desperate for it to happen imminently. Um, as you touched on, Nate, there was, there was a report yesterday regards um, exclusivity closing in um, of Go Chan Lai controlling shareholder being in negotiation, advanced talks with more than one party and, mm-hmm. and sort of on the verge of selecting um, one for, for a period of exclusivity, which for those not um, so versed in this sort of thing is when one person, one party, sorry, one interested party is granted, you know, that one single one final negotiations for a, for a takeover yeah. for, a, for yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Um, so we're near there and that's perhaps not that surprising. Look, it's the middle of December now, isn't it? Nathan? Mm-hmm. Like th- this, you know, periods of exclusivity um, from my understanding can vary and can be shorter than others. You know, it depends on sure. how messy or how convoluted it is. Um, but we're getting to the crunch now, aren't we? You know, it's it's the festive period. We're in the middle of December. If this is going to happen by, say, in an ideal world, a month's time in the middle of January, th- this period and this honing in on one group needs to happen now. Um, as was reported yesterday, and as is and has been our understanding, um, a US group consortium leads the way and is front of the queue at the moment. That's that's what what I gather and what I've heard. Um, and that they're very real and very, what's the word? Um, very real and very keen. Key, yeah, keen um, investors in terms of they've been heavily involved. From what I understand, they've um, spoken on the football side of it with football staff. You know, this is really mm-hmm. this has been in the works and has been very serious. For some the due time. diligence. It's not. Um, this isn't just on a whim. Yeah, all of that, Nathan. Yeah, um, obviously the the further identity of them remains under wraps for now and. You know, obviously, we'll hope to get more of that in the coming days and weeks. But yeah, everything I've heard on it is is encouraging news, is, you know, upbeat, um, positive on in terms of their identity and, and what they want, what they can bring. Um, it all bodes well. So I suppose the hope of the club is that when, the, you know, the exclusivity comes in and the final negotiations happen, things can get wrapped up as, as soon as possible you know, on the player and recruitment front for the new year. But more importantly, most importantly, the, the general stability of the club, Nathan, you know, to yeah. to be able to, to you know, the, the most simple things and the most important things of paying bills and, you know, salaries and mm-hmm. all of that, which is, is grim stuff, isn't it, to be having to go, you know, go to lenders again, sort of pleading for, for more. But that's the harsh reality of where it is and, you know, Hopefully we're finally at an end to all of that, and it'd just be the biggest Christmas present and a New Year's resolution. Oh, get that! Get those intros ready. Get those intros <laughs> ready, Coxie. <laughs> the headlines <laughs> hopefully will write themselves, Nathan. Uh, uh, superb, but, look, superb. In, in all seriousness, it's it's a it's a grave situation, you know, and and, and it's not a no. This is just going to run on forever situation. Mm. It's it's very real, and we're running into what is hopefully the final weeks of it now, and what has to be the final weeks of it, because. The club can't afford for it to run sure. into and beyond February. They just simply can't. They certainly can't. Um, look, and I tell you, I guarantee what Carlos Corbyn's message is, and it's the same message that will uh, he will have said in the last two, three months, is that uh, block out the noise, guys. We've got a job to do on the pitch. We can't control anything yes. off it. They go to Stoke on, on Sunday now, 12 o'clock kickoff um, at the Hawthorns, back at the Hawthorns. Uh, and look, another managerless. What's happening with all these, you know, new managers in or, or, or managerless teams? It's absolutely insane. Well, I, t- I don't know, Nate. I, I wrote something on it on it yesterday. It's is it the championship or is it just modern football? Perhaps both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How how long do managers get these days? Insane. Months. Insane. Mo- 
months, if if that. Um, yeah. You know, to to see if they've got the credentials or it's like next mm. man in. But there's mm. still a definite quirk of the fixture list at the moment for Albion to have faced um, Sunderland, uh, Rotherham, now now Stoke, Swans in a couple of weeks, all all without managers having just yeah. changed managers. You know, to have three in a week all in that same situation is rather bizarre. And I, I don't think it's entirely helpful or useful to Albion, to be honest. Uh, I think as, Sun, uh, as Sunderland last weekend showed. Mm. Uh, Difficult for to prepare, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I mean, you know, the, the Mowbray sacking was a was a shock, wasn't it? Let's mm. be honest. Look, Sunderland are a good side. Look at where they are. And, and obviously they got a bit of inspiration under their interim boss. And it worked for them on Saturday. Didn't happen for Rotherham, did they? Different calibre of opposition, let's be honest. But... Stoke City are a club with a squad they've got that should be nowhere near where they are in the table. Mm. Alex Neal clearly didn't work for him towards the end. Bad, bad run of results. And they aren't too far off where Albion were when they had to pull the, the plug on Steve Bruce, were they? So uh, I sort of fear that Saturday may get a good response out of Stoke. I hope not. And look, I think mm-hmm. pound for pound, Albion are a better squad, better side, better did have a better manager. Obviously, that's changed now with them managerless. But you always fancy Alvin at the Hawthorns, don't mm-hmm. you? They'll be they'll be chomping actually to get back from that Leicester game, won't they? Um, didn't end well that Leicester fixture last time out. We all know how it ended. It ended in remarkable scenes of obviously Madge's equaliser and then Harry Winks darting down the other end. Still got that imprinted into my memory, uh, as I'm sure the home fans will have. So. Things to put right. Yet another TV game. Yet another early rise. And it's so frustrating, isn't it, for fans? All of these Sunday games, all of these early kickoffs that really just get in the way of people's. You know, not us lucky to our job and we, we we work whenever, but people's livelihoods. You know, Christmas plans with family and that. It's it's really not good. But Albion are obviously a big draw in this division for the ten. It's on Saturday. I think they'll get the job done, but. Will it will it be easy? I'm I'm not so sure. However, you're right. Look, Corbrand's message: block it all out, all of this external stuff, all of what's happening upstairs off the pitch. Ultimately, Albin haven't been able to not pay wages yet, have they? You know, not mm-hmm. it's not like the the showers in the training room, training ground aren't working and stuff like that, where it really affects the the squad and the players. They they know what's going on with the the yeah. ownership situation, but they're fully tuned in. Full it's it's full buying under Corbran or or nothing really. You mm-hmm. know they they can't. Nothing else is is acceptable. So yeah, the big it's three and four at home coming up over the festive yeah. period. Now, like we already yeah. mentioned that game up at up at Borough, haven't we, on mm-hmm. the twenty third? But it's Stoke, Borough away, and then a nice couple of of festive homes against sure. um, Norwich on Boxing Day, and then massive one against Leeds in between Christmas and New Year at the Hawthorns. Yes, yeah, some real juicy ones to get the teeth stuck into um, at the Hawthorns. The Stoke, go, on. go on. No, no, I was, no, I was on, just going to say Stoke brings a, a tiny bit of a bit, a bit of a rivalry, you know. There's not too much love lost between the two sets of fan bases, I would say. So, yeah, it should be a juicy one. Yeah, and hopefully they can cook up a storm and you can do that in the kitchen with kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Do you like that segue? Do you like it, Coxie? Seamless, Nathan. High maintenance, uh, three-piece Aerotech plan pan set from Progress. 20, 24, and 28 centimetre frying pans. You can cook from a range of items, from a full breakfast to pancakes with tasty toppings. Are you more of a full English guy, or do you go sweeter pancakes, Cox, if you have to choose? Sunday morning, brunch with the the, the new wife. What, what are you cooking? Are you going savoury? Are you going sweet? 
Well, um, the question, I suppose, is what is she cooking, Nathan? But, um, oh, okay, <laughs> I like it, I like it. Well, Christmas is coming, answer, you know, it, this, could be, this could be perfect for you. Yeah, it, it could, mate. The answer is a, a full English every day of the week. I, I don't oh. mind a pancake, Nathan. I, I really mm, don't. Mm. But um, been spoiled of late, I have to say. We had the early kickoff against Leicester. We yeah. had a, a fry up at the Hawthorns, and the Hawthorns food is always on point, don't you? I, I, I gather you had a work experience, lad, at a game recently. Uh, I did, Nathan. I did. I'm not great with names, Matt. I couldn't remember his. No, no, no. It, 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 it was, was Dan. He's done a game at the Hawthorns too recently, and his his feedback to me was was the Hawthorns press food. You know, it, it was it was leading the way. I have to say. Wow, so, really? Uh, yeah, hopefully, you'll see next season in the Premier League, mate. But let's see. Oh, man. Um, I think I might get to a couple of couple of home games before now on the end of the season, so I might have to sample it. I think. Oh, hopefully, yeah. But but likewise, we had a, a banging fry off at Sunderland. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. the I suppose that's the only advantage of the, these early kickoffs. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, yeah, I, I'm very much one for the full English, mate. But I, I absolutely we could do a trip down to Ketland Toaster, man. Certainly to to stock up. We got it's a time of year for the for the good home cooked meals, isn't it? It certainly is. It certainly is, my friend. £35 for the brand new set. Get yourself on board. Kaitlandtoasterman.co.uk. Right. Um, Stoke, Saturday, uh, what Sunday, sorry. What are you um, you thinking team-wise? Do you think there are going to be any changes that you would expect? Good question. Good question. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be tempted to see if I could include Wallace from the off after his cameo okay. last night. I mean, he, yeah. I think I gather he's sort of on painkillers and still feeling the effects of that shoulder, but he's, uh, well, his right foot seems to be all right, doesn't it? After that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, whether you can get 50 minutes an hour out of him from the off, I think would be a, would be a real boost. Um, mm. I would, I would look to do that. I think, I think they're a bit forced in what they can do up front. I think Thomas Asante probably have to go again after a grueling 90 minutes last night. Yeah. Sarmiento's been an interesting one. I've been meaning to sort of write something on this uh, of late, and I'll certainly be asking Carlos Corbin about it on Friday at the presser. Sarmiento's gone now, I think, four consecutive starts, and he's he's got through, was it 90 minutes? Or certainly a, a massive chunk of last night. Mm-hmm. And this is this is big for, for the Ecuadorian, um, for the Brighton Loney. Look, he he was brittle before before his recent injury. He couldn't put back-to-back starts together. Now he's getting there. He's building up some robustness. But we've seen inconsistencies in performance, some shades of real quality, bit lacking in in end product. But he's been able to go again and go again and go again, and it's it's a massive boost really with Phillips out and Dean Garner's bring yeah come back thankfully brought some consistency to his sort of performance mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and availability. Swift had a rest last night. It's worth mentioning ninety minutes off. Actually, that was a medical advice that he couldn't really feature last night. He was just on the bench for emergency purposes. So. Do you bring him back in? I would say there's a strong chance that we'll see John Swift from the off. Um, and I hope it's a game where he can bring his sort of, get his creative juices flowing, Nate. Um, yeah. You know, the rough and tumble of Rotherham last night, maybe not, but in the sort of home comforts, hopefully Swift can make a difference. And with Wallace back in next to him, that could be, that could be sweet, actually. I, but I, I don't think there's much else to, to tinker really with a back four. I mean, the, the, the clean sheet record in that we spoke about is, is remarkable. I just think little tweaks here and there, maybe with with the attack, the final third, and whether he opts to keep Malumbi in a game mm-hmm, after back-to-back mm-hmm. Malumbi games or go back to Swift. I think I'm not sure how adventurous Stoke are going to be at the Hawthorns on on Sunday, to be honest. So whether you know Carlos deems it a bit more of the the Swift guile rather than the Malumbi legs, I would say. But it's tough to call. Actually, it's it's nice to have the options because uh, in some other departments the options just aren't 
on air, are they? Let, let's be honest. Madger out, Phillips out, so uh, DK out still. It's it's tough in some departments, but a couple of decisions to make at least, I suppose. Good stuff, right. Uh, thank you very much, Lewis Cox. We shall be going on to the predictions now. Um, much to Johnny Drury's disgust, who will be listening to this, I like to give away a special prize when I'm doing hosting a podcast. So I'm going to give away, Coxie, what should we say? What should we say? Um, what should we say? Give, give me, give me some, give me, give me what kit? What kit would you like to give away to the to the beautiful peeps? What kit did you say? Sorry. Yeah. Well, shirt. Sure. Um, give give me a shirt and then give me a shirt. Give me any shirt. I think the um, I think the bar that I've been, I've got two sort of aways this season, haven't they? Two two colours. Mm-hmm. I don't know if one's technically classed as a third, but I'm quite a fan of the uh, the Palace slash Barca colours. You know the okay. The 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 what would you call it? Blue and burgundy. Burgundy. Yeah, deep yeah. Red. It's it's a nice look. Um, I mean, people may disagree, but I, I'm a fan of that one. So, uh, assuming they've not all sold out for Christmas, Nathan, you can get your little, your little. Um, Even if they've sold out, Coxie, we can find a way to get a shirt. No you're, I have no doubts you'll find a way, Nathan. It's who you know, isn't it? Uh, I've got, I've got contacts. I've got contacts. Oh yeah, I do like it actually. I'm just looking at it now. It is very smart. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a. I would say like a PSG ish kind of a. Kind of yeah, perhaps. Yeah, 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 Barca, yeah. Barca, PSG, that kind of like. But well, yeah. well, it's West Brom, and it? it's West Brom. But I do like it. I do like. Yeah, the away shirt, 2023-2024. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Now let's give that away. Um, what you need to do is I'm going to give you a score prediction. Then we're going to go with Lewis's score prediction because obviously he is the man in the know. Uh, Lewis will yeah. pick at random uh, one person who retweets uh, the the podcast t- tweet that he'll be putting out this afternoon. Um, so all you have to do is retweet it, spread the love, spread the podcast love out there. That's your entry. It's a free entry. Just retweet that. And then before the kickoff, Lewis will at random choose someone. He'll let them know. And if the scoreline is what Lewis Cox predicts, you have got yourself a West Bromwich Albion away shirt 23-24. Beautiful early Christmas present. So I shall this go This is first. unusual pressure, Nathan, this. I'm oh, man, I always like to bring you. You've got to bring a bit of pressure to the, to the, old, to the old reporter. You know what I mean? You've got to, got to put it on, got to put the heat on. I'm going to say it is going to be a difficult game. I don't think it's going to be a classic, but I think they get the job done. I think they get another three points. They get a hard four. West Bromwich shall be in one. Stirk City nil. Over to you, Mr. Cox. I am going to be a bit more optimistic with a 2-0, oh. Nathan. 2-0. Two two nil. Nil. Two West Bromwich shall be in two. Stoke City nil. And hopefully someone is winning a beautiful away Albion shirt. Coxie. You've done some Fingers miles. Crossed. You are you've worked incredibly hard over the last seven days, as you do always, but it's been manic for you. So we appreciate you. We appreciate the length that you're doing. We appreciate you that you've got half a day now to try and recover after going mental <laughs> with work this morning, last night. Have a relax, get some pancakes you, going, get a fry up, <laughs> and uh, we shall see you. Fingers crossed. Three points on Sunday for everybody. The baggies broadcast for me from Coxie. Take care. Bye-bye. Boing, boing.